Jackson was eight years old, she was sexually abused. Seduced by salacious on Sandra, it left her confused. The devil danced inside her mind, she ain't know how to feel. Her mind was shuffling like cards, she ain't know how to deal. At the family reunion, she would revisit vivid visions of the past. Paint a picture clearer, praying, read some scriptures. Folks asked what's wrong, she would lie and say it's nothing. When invariably, she very much needed clarity and discussion. Wish the world cared about little girls more and stopped slamming doors. On issues that end up leaking tears on tissues, this is sentimental. Screaming loud, feel the pain, sends rebuke. But no matter what you do, demons keep creeping on mute. than with a dope track that has the shock value that people, so many people can relate to this this story. So I am your host, Simply Bree, and you guys have tuned into Studio Vibes. 
this is an exclusive interview. Um, this is a very, very dope interview with a really phenomenal person. Uh, he goes by the name Davis Chris. You guys can check him out online, all across the social media. Um, I mean, he he's he's a force to be reckoned with. He is a multi-billboard charting artist, a songwriter, a producer, an engineer. When you listen to all of the tracks, when you listen to all of his music, there is not a genre that he and Mr. Foster cannot do, period. So we're going to get into this conversation tonight, get to know Mr. Davis Chris, even though his name is Chris Davis. We'll talk about all of that. Uh, Chris Davis, Davis Chris, welcome to the show, sir. How are you doing this evening? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. Yes, no worries. So I'm going to, I'm going to, how should I address you tonight? Should I call you Davis? Should I call you Chris? Yeah, call me Davis. Call me Davis. (laughs) That works. Davis. So that track that we opened up to. It's called Blood Ain't Thicker Than Water. And the story behind it, from from researching, I understand that um, there was uh, a, a young lady that you knew who went through this. And so you basically used your talent to paint this picture and, and bring awareness to what is actually happening in our own, not even backyards. This is happening under the same roof. Like... What was what was your initial thought, even when she told you, or even when you found out her situation, her story? Um, this happened like a few years back, and for whatever reason, God just kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Say something." So I yeah. made the decision to say something, and I just wanted to paint my legacy with something that was impactful and meaningful, and uh, you know, tell a story. Right. Man, yeah, you you definitely went above and beyond with this story. Um, it's interesting. There there are so many young girls, and you know what? The sad part about it is, young girls are not even the only victims. We have young boys that are also being victimized um, by child sexual abuse, and it's very unfortunate. And a lot of the times. You know, especially in our culture, when it comes to African Americans, we all label the predators. We'll say, "Oh, that's that's the special uncle. Stay away from him," or "He's just a little too happy around a kid. Keep your eyes open for him." But we don't actually address the person for who they are, and that's a big problem because then we have situations like the story that you told in your music. So what was the feedback that you received when you first released Blooding Thicker Than Water? Um, when I first released it, I remember a few friends of mine, you know, hit me up and told me, man, it's impactful. Because unfortunately, I have some friends that went through the same thing. So it, it um, you know, it kind of penetrated their soul in a way that they were, you know, affected mm-hmm. by it. Um, but happy that I told this, you know, story that I brought awareness to such a serious topic. Um, yeah. And I think I think that's the goal with with music. In some cases, I know sometimes it's supposed to be fun, but when you're trying to do something that's that's serious and you know trying to invoke emotion, I think uh, you know it's important that you go there. And if you right. can, I think 
you know, you achieve your mission. And, uh, you know, I'm blessed and fortunate that I did. Right, definitely. But the last line in the song is the most crucial element. It's stop and listen to the ones you love before it's too late. Because basically, that's just saying, hey, things are going on, and, you know, you might bring them to people's attention. They might shrug you off. Like, oh, you know, you'll be all right. Or, oh, no, nah, you know, mm-hmm. stop, stop lying, da, da, da. especially in African-American communities. We don't talk about mental health and, you know, right. sexual abuse. We don't talk about it. We just kind of sweep it under the rug. But that's the main message to the ones you love before it's too uh-huh. late. So, yeah, you know, I'm glad that I was able to put that in the air. Yeah, I I definitely appreciate you putting that out there as well because it's vital. Um, and then, like I said, it doesn't just affect bo- affect girls; it affects boys as well. And then that's when you have, you know, the suicide rates going up um, because they don't know who to go to. They they're violated and they don't know how to deal with it because. No one ever right. even had a conversation with them about stuff like that before it even happened. So, like I said, your music, your music is amazing, and the message behind it is even more powerful. So now let's let's turn this switch gears and get into every genre that you guys have been knocking out the park. Like I was listening to some of the music, and I'm like, okay, wait, we got gospel, we got blues. What? How? First of all, how did you discover your first genre, and what was it? What first genre was it that you felt both you as well as Mr. Foster could blow out the water? The first one was uh, gospel, kind of a natural progression, because you know I believe in God. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I accept Him, you know, as my Savior. Um, mm-hmm. Gospel was because the big thing for me is. I said, I'm going to make a million songs about whatever, about fun stuff, relationships, about love. Why not mm-hmm. do, you know, some music that means something to me? And that record, the very first gospel one was called Things Change. And it's just, you know, I believe in the power of prayer. I promise you that things are going to change, you know. Um, right. Just a very simple, very simple, but uh, poignant and purposeful message. But, uh, yeah, and I just, uh, you know, I just wanted to paint my legacy different. I just wanted to do something truly unique. And then mm-hmm. as far as the other genres, uh, we did a, a world song, which is like Afrobeat, and I mm-hmm. rapped and sang in uh, Yoruba, and then I did a I rapped and sang in Spanish on a Latin record, and then we did blues as well. So those are the four different genres. It was Latin, uh, gospel, blues, and uh, Afrobeat. Right? World, world. It's called world, but like Afrobeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And so was- you know that's mm-hmm. that's part of the cool part of the legacy is that I've tried it on Billboard in three different languages. That's just something that, you know, I kind of feel like was kind of, you know, kind of unique, kind of different, kind of interesting. It definitely is. That's amazing. Wait, listen, wait, we got to go ahead and give you your round of applause because you definitely work hard for that, sir. You work super hard for your round of applause. Thank you. So it was was interesting when I was listening to the music. Um, just to transition, when you go from listening to Wings and Blue Cheese, your blues album, and then you'll throw <laughs> on um, um, some cha-cha, or you throw on some get that, or hit and dip, it's like, wait a minute, is this the, is this the same people? Like, you, you guys not only um, brought awareness to important situations that occur uh, in our households, but you also give us some feel-good music, and I definitely appreciate it. And the quality. The quality of your music is, is beyond anything that I've heard. 
So how do you know when you're mixing, because you're an engineer as well, when you're mixing and you're putting on the track, how do you know or how do you feel, what do you feel is going to be a hit? Like when you hear it, does something happen to you? So I'm really big on reactions. I'm at the point career-wise where I don't play stuff for people. I won't put it out, and I don't ask, oh, what do you think? Right. I'm in the I'm in the place of if I play something or present something, and if you don't say anything, maybe it's not that good. But if your mm-hmm. eyes light up and you get to dancing and you respond, you know, a bunch of fire emojis, then that means I did my job. And so with all of the music, I try to just – it's a puzzle piece. I just keep, yeah. you know, keep going until I, you know, until I find a thing. And for me personally, I'm going to get up and I'm going to dance when it's right. Like, it never it never fails whatever song i'm gonna stand up and you know perform you know uh grab the hairbrush and perform like i'm on stage or like have a living room concert yeah every time like i i love this i love this deeply like that so when it's right i'm gonna feel it in my soul and i'm gonna be up out of my chair right okay so just like relationships everybody has that one love that nobody can take their place when it comes to your music, what track, and you what? can only choose one, what track is your, your that's your baby? That's the wifey right there. Uh, it's a track that's not out, but I wrote it for my mother. It's called Thousand Years. I gave it to her for Mother's Day uh, last year. But, uh, yeah, it's called Thousand Years. It's a song about, my, about uh, me and my mom. Yeah. And I'll give one line. I said, uh, to show how much you mean to me, I might need a thousand years. Mm, that's like infinity. And uh, and two, most notably, I mean, you know, I'm a man. Like I, ain't, I ain't afraid to, you know, say that I'm emotional. That's what makes me good at what I do is because I am emotional. I am sensitive. I am passionate. But I remember yeah. crying writing the song, and it's around when Kobe passed too. And uh, I felt compelled to just, man, let me tell my mama how how I'm feeling. Let me tell her I love her before it's too late, because yeah. I was sad about Kobe for whatever reason. I was just compelled. The spirit drove me to write a song, you know, to my mom, a piano ballad. And um, I remember, you know, shedding tears as I was writing the song. I was talking about, you know, I was talking about some real stuff. But, um, yeah. yeah. So the fact that that song made me react, it made me yeah. feel away. You know, so it's like, you know, that's how I know that, uh, you know, it was, uh, it hit the mark. Right. And how did mom react? Uh, she called me, she Zoomed me because it was during like uh, COVID had started as well. She, uh, she, you know, zoomed me, tears in her eyes, just saying thank you, just, you know, elated that I, you know, was able to convey that emotion and, you know, do something creative and cool and present it to her, so. so. Aww, that's so sweet. That's different. I like that. That's really cool. Listen, you're giving yeah. a lot of people some good ideas over there, so you just keep uh, Good, good, good. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to get into another one of your tracks. This track right here is called Calm You Down. And when we come back, I want to pick your brain and see what were you thinking, what were you going through when you were writing this track or when you were producing this track or even when you performed this track. So you guys, keep it locked. You're tuned in to Studio Bible's exclusive interview with myself as well as our guest, Davis Chris. We'll be right back.
right, that track right there was and that was by Davis Chris featuring Siobhan. You guys are tuning in to Studio Vibes Exclusive. Davis, how how would you describe the way that you calm down when you are in either a stressful environment or when you are put under pressure? Um, I remember past situations when I was under stress and I remember and I think to myself, ah, I survived that. I'll survive this. Or mm-hmm. uh God you know, God God had my back then, he'll have my back now. Or mm-hmm. I say to myself, Yeah, doing all that extra stuff, rah rah and all that extra energy is not gonna solve the problem. I gotta be concise and focused and, you know, calm down if I wanna move forward. So those are the things that kinda help me. Okay. All right. Hey, that's that's all a good tips right there. So those out there who are flipping the lid, stressed out, if you're in Atlanta and you're looking for a gas station to get some gas, just relax. <laughs> it's going to be okay. You know, the pipeline is back up. Give it some time and you'll be paying for regular gas in a day or two probably. So when it comes to, when it comes to your music and relationships, how are you able to balance the two without either giving more to one or less to the other? Um, I'm very big on time, so I'm like an early bird. I'm a diurnal. I wake up at like 5 in the morning, and I work out and get to working on music. And I'm usually done with music. If it's just a day where I'm working, I'm usually done with music by like mm, maybe like 4 or 5. I work for like about 10, 12 hours a day. And after that, you know, I'm chilling in the evening, you know, spending quality time, you know, with whomever, you know, I'm with at the time. And, uh, you know, just relaxing. Because I think that balance is important. And it's inspiration. I mean, hell, I write love songs for a living. So it's like, <laughs> I got to have, you know what I'm saying? I got to have some type of inspiration from somewhere, you know? Right. You got to experience it. You got to experience it. So, and, and, I, and I like to work on music when I'm, like, energized. And I'm like, ooh, I got a great idea. Ooh, I got this melody. I can't wait to get out of my head. I don't. I don't beat myself over the head. I'm not I'm not like a studio junkie. I'm not like a studio rat where I'm like always, always, always working. I right. I, I don't do that. Yeah. Right. No, that's 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 very important because a lot of people can't balance. And that's why they have a lot of problems in a relationship and they fail to communicate. You have to be able to communicate with your partner whether it's something you feel they want to hear or not. It's still it's important. You just have to do it. It's like You just have to. So when it comes to being an artist and being in a relationship, how big is the understanding from your partner when it comes to not only your time, but the type of attention that you're going to receive when you're performing or um, when you're marketing and networking? So I always say this. I always say – you know, times in the past when I've been in relationships, I always tell, you know, a female with like, hey, these people are showing me love and adoration. They are supposed to. I'm an mm-hmm. artist. I'm a brand. The same way you love Coca-Cola or you love Lamborghinis or you love, you know, Gucci bags, you're supposed to love or, you know, be fond mm-hmm. of me and my brand as an artist. So I always tell, I always tell who I'm with. It's like, hey, it's not that it's not that they love me. We're not about to, like, combine our credit scores and, like, go get a house and have joint <laughs> bank accounts. You, you you dig? It's like yeah. you know they just 
they just showing affection and adoration right there in the moment. They don't want to be with me. They're not going to take care of me if I get sick or, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, right. that, it's not that deep. So that's what I kind of explain, you know. And I say, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I have the final say-so on what mm-hmm. I indulge in what I don't. You know what I mean? Right. And when yeah. I wish somebody, you know, I try to stay focused, you know, because like right. I said, I am passionate and sensitive. Right. So I just try to, you know. You're in touch with your emotions, yeah. so you have no problem expressing it. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's dope. That's really good um, to have that type of mindset. So now, when you are in touch with your emotions and you have to go into the studio and lay a track on something like um, Hidden Dips, how do you transition yourself? Like, how do you get into that, that mood? I try when I, whenever I create. At this stage of life, I just tell it like it is. And I have this, I might be a little bit different, a little bit less, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. I say to myself, you can never be wrong if it's the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. Somewhat. I know people in Bellas, I know we might, you know, tell a, a little bit of a tall tale. But for the most part, I try to do stuff that either doesn't happen or happen to somebody or something I believe or something I want to where mm-hmm. it's native to how I feel like inside, you know, and then really making music is just me talking. It's just me getting my view, my point across. Kind of like Drake. If you listen to Drake's music, he's just venting about what he talks about in the group chat to his homies, probably. <laughs> you know, on on some songs. You know, you can tell it's like, okay, he, he felt the way about that. Like, yeah, like, you know, so that's how I am with music now. I'm just sharing. Yeah, I'm sharing my perspective and how I feel. And, you know, people that like it and are part of it, I appreciate it. Thank you. But, you know, if not, you know, Different things work for different people, you know? But, yeah, I just try to, you know, tell it like it is. Right. Got to respect the artist, respect the craft, because everybody, I mean, okay, a lot of people think that they can just go into a studio and start rapping, and it's a hit. And and then you have people who actually invest their time (laughs) into their craft. They invest into themselves. They invest into the imaging, the whole package. It's not just, let me just go lay a hot 16, dylan, 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 I spit hot fire. Like, you know, like you have to take right. it seriously. So now, speaking of taking things seriously, when you get around artists like um, Yo Gotti, Boosie, people that you've worked with in the past, how can I put it? Because some people will get starstruck. Um, what is it like working with those type of artists? Do they expect you um, to just come in and, and lay the track and leave? Do they converse with you? Does, is the energy different? Like, how is it? So, I'll, so let me make this point. Anybody listening or just any advice? People of high profile will not ever respect you as a peer if you fan out. Mm. So, like, whenever you're around these, like, high-profile people, just, if you can at all just, you know, contain yourself and just be like, hey, you know, nice to meet you, da-da-da, and just stay, you know, stay grounded, they'll respect you much more. Because think about it. If I'm, you know, Mariah Carey, whom I've had the pleasure of being in a session with, if I'm Mm. Mariah Carey, I'm used to people, oh, my God, I'm used to it so, so, so much. It starts to get weird. It makes me feel... It make my skin my skin crawl because everybody's always you know fanning out. But yeah. I say to myself, and too for me personally, even though I'm not Beyonce, I'm not a multimillionaire just yet. I will be soon. 
But, um, you know, I view these people as my peer. Like, I'm in the music industry just like they are. You know, right. so I don't, I don't look, I'm not looking up at them in the sky. Like, they right here on the ground with me. You know? Right. Yeah. Because oh, I've had to, because I, and I've, and I've interned twice, so I've been around a multitude of artists. I've been around Miguel, been around Big Sean, been around Mariah Carey, been around Yo Gotti, been around, you know, a lot of, you know, high-profile people. And I've seen them work, and I've seen the ins and outs of them making records. So it's just like, they human just like me, or they mess Why? up, or they, you know, don't be pitch perfect just like me. So what do I need to be all, like, you know, bugged out for? I don't. They're human right. just like me. Yeah, no, that's that's the truth. If you ain't never lie, that's the truth right there. Um, I could only imagine, like, being an artist and someone comes up to you and starts rapping, like, freestyling. It's like, it, it, it's weird. Weird I'm, alert. <laughs> like, uh, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, if I walk away, yeah, is that weird. Yeah. It's weird, man. It's weird. But, yeah, yeah. just stay calm, stay grounded. <laughs> so how did things change for you when COVID hit? And I'm sure you, every interview you've done, I'm pretty sure they've asked you. But personally, how have, how had things changed for you? What did you have to adjust to or, or do differently? Man. Oh, what a great question. No, I love, I love sharing this answer every time. So when COVID hit, cause I was in the military as well. And the big theme yeah. in the military is you, you have to adapt to survive. Right. So with COVID, you know, things kind of shifted to online. So I really got behind that computer and I got on that phone and I adjusted my business model to kind of be able to work remotely and still, you know, handle transactions, you know, via phone or via laptop. But for me, it, 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 it was the best year of my life. 2020 was the best year of my life for me personally, Mm -hmm. because it just forced me to focus in a way that I don't think I have in the past. And I think, um, you know, I spent like an exuberant amount of energy of um, being consistent being uh having a, the the tenacity to just execute you know mm-hmm. i said to myself oh just because it's covid i mean money can you know still be made like you know the yeah. world didn't stop spinning you know i hope everybody's okay safe you know let's be safe wear your mask wash your hands but for the most part it's money to be made it's songs to be made it's it's, it's goals and things to be accomplished so i didn't right. let it stop me at all you know yeah no, the show does not start, stop if anything I felt like, and I said this at the beginning, when they locked um, Georgia down just for a tad bit, I was like, I feel like we all are children, and COVID put us in timeout. Like, we did something wrong, and now we got to sit in the corner and think about what it is that we did. And for those who are creative, that right there should have sparked, like, that should have given you a drive or um, some fire under you, like, hey, what can I do now that I'm in the house that I wasn't doing before? Or what can I perfect? And I think that's when a lot of people went into podcasting. Um, But the thing is, too, when you create an avenue out of boredom, if it's not something that you're determined to follow through with, when the world opened back up, you've seen a lot of people fall off of whatever it was that they were doing during the lockdown. So you have artists, people who thought that, hey, you know, maybe I may get into making music or selling beats or something. And now that the world's sort of kind of open, you don't see those people anymore. So (laughs) with that being said, with the world opening back up and you transition to the online, are you able to balance both now, online as well as, you know, even 
uh, meeting in person for business purposes? Uh, yes, I have uh, made the transition. I just try to adhere to the safety protocols that are in place, you know, have masks, have gloves, you know, hand sanitizer, some sanitary wipes, and try to maintain, you know, a reasonable distance, you know, as much as I can. And, uh, you know, I've started to venture out to public locations, you know, for networking stuff, music stuff. I'm traveling for music as well. And for me, it's, um, you know, I'm just like, hey, let me just be smart, you know, make decent decisions, and let's keep it moving. You know, let's keep it rocking. Like, I can't sit. I can't sit still. I can't let, you know, anything stop me. You know, I'm, I'm real dedicated and real motivated in that way. Right. Every yeah. should be, yes. So, well, with speaking of lockdown and pandemic, what we're going to do is we're going to play this track called Stay Inside. And when we come back, we will definitely chop it up some more with our guest, Davis Chris. You guys are tuned in to Studio Vibes Exclusive. And I am your host, Simply Bree. So we will be right back. Take a listen to Stay Inside. Pandemic was 
that was crucial right there. Like, I, I saw right. a lot of pregnant people and, you know, babies. And, ah, welcome back, you guys. <laughs> you have tuned into Studio Vibes, an exclusive interview with our evening guest, Davis Chris. Um, he, he is amazing, guys. Please, please, please make sure that you check him out. And just a little bit, um, I will have him uh, let you guys know how to find him, how to support what he has going on. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Speaking of what you have going on, what projects are you working on right now? So I have a record coming out at midnight called Just Say That with a wonderful, talented female artist out of Atlanta named LaShore. It's called mm-hmm. Just Say That. Nice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, traditional R&B record. Um mm-hmm. I have that coming out, and then I also have a um, I have a compilation album coming forth with my partner, uh, Mr. Foster, June fourth. Okay. It's called Next Up. Mm, okay. Are you um, doing any tours? Do you have any intentions on going on any type of tours? Haven't booked any tours or any performances just yet. Yeah, we're still working on that, trying to you know elevate the brand and try to you know bring awareness to what we got going on. Oh, I have yeah. an event in Dallas on uh, May nineteenth. May 19th, I have a event in Dallas. It's like a uh, networking kind of panel thing that I'm speaking on May 19th. Yeah. Wait a minute. In Dallas. That's interesting. So the 19th is actually Wednesday. Where are you located currently right now? I'm in uh, Buckhead. I'm in Atlanta. Buckhead. Okay, okay. So um, I'm going to forward you some information. Um, You said the 19th. This is on the 15th. Um, So there's a an event taking place for Courtney Jones, uh, the benefit for Courtney Jones in the community park in Missouri City, Texas. I'll send you that uh, information. Um, I'm not sure when you begin to Texas, but if you're around the same time, then uh, if you're interested, definitely reach out to them, see what they got going on. Um, you may be cool, thank you. So, yeah, I'll definitely link you up with that. So, when it comes to Davis Chris, as just a regular, everyday type of guy, what what is your wind down? Like, do you, after a busy day uh, making music, and now you're in the house and you're chilling, what do you do to go from 10 down to 1 and just get into a relaxation type of mode? I would typically... Um... Cut everything off, like the TV, like put the phone away, like everything. Mm-hmm. And I'll just kind of lay on the, uh, I'll lay on the floor in the middle of the living room and kind of just, uh, you know, just review the day and just kind of mm-hmm. clear my thoughts and clear my head and, uh, you know, just kind of, like you said, wind down. But that's mm-hmm. like my daily thing. And then I take my shoes off. I like okay. being barefoot. I'm from Texas. Really? Maybe it's a country thing. Yeah, I'm from Houston, mm-hmm. Texas. Maybe it's a country thing because I just remember <laughs> Spending summers, you know, running barefoot in the street, playing football with no shoes on. So mm-hmm. I just like being barefoot and laying down in the living room. Real Neanderthal vibes, but hey, you know, I am more. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's my thing, though, to get barefoot and then lay on the living room floor, like, and just, uh, you know, look up at the ceiling for a while. You know, like, carpet or no carpet? I guess it's like my meditation. I guess it's like my daily meditation, kind of, maybe. Yeah, it's laying down meditation. You're laying down yoga. 
I mean, what what the what is the position to to meditate? Is there is there a specified position I'm supposed to be in? Well, no. I mean, whatever works for for you, whatever makes you comfortable, whatever takes you to that zone. I know from the pictures that I see, like you can sit Indian style, crossing your legs. You can lay down on your back, which you know, it works. However, whatever it takes to get you in the zone, basically. Okay. Yeah, there's no right and wrong way to do it. Um, that's so funny. Um, so now we we we're walking on the floor barefooted. Um, carpet or no carpet? Uh, I got hardwood floors, but I got a carpet Ooh. right in front of me. Where I um, it's like a, a rug. Excuse me, it's a rug. It's all a rug. right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. I can't. Okay. Do you have nice feet? I gotta I gotta look at your Instagram. If you got your feet. Uh, not really. I mean, I'll tell you. I wouldn't think so. If you're walking and playing stuff outside in the in the, yeah, in the country. I, I ain't gonna lie. They are they are eight, but I mean, the rest of me is the rest of me is is is, is uh, exemplary. So you know, I'll be all right. I guess I just I'm looking for somebody to love me uh, from head to ankle. Maybe not head to toe like the phrase implies, but uh, head to ankle. You know, that's fine. You ain't got to love the feet. Just love from the ankles up. Yeah, the rest of the rest of me will suffice. It's all good. You feel me? I got you. I got you. That is funny. Are you okay? Let me ask you this. Well, you know, I kind of I kind of know the answer from just talking to you and you expressing yourself. You might. You um, never know. You never know. Um, we're gonna see. Would you go and get your feet done in a nail shop, like get a pedicure? Nah, that's a little. That's not my speed. I'm cool on that. Really? Yeah, just. He probably would because he's not going to say that it's uh, it's taken away from his masculinity because he's in touch with his emotions, so he's good with that. Man, that ain't really my that ain't really my speed. That's a bit too uh too um yeah, it's a bit too too. I'm gonna just say too too. It's a bit too too for me. Yeah, too much for me. But um, (laughs) no, it's I mean. I, I believe in pampering myself. Like I hire uh, I hire a masseuse weekly, and I hire a chef to come cook for me weekly. So I do okay. believe in pampering myself in some ways. Okay. Okay. All right. That's cool. You know, pedicures are not for everybody. So I think that you know whatever you do to relax and get into your zen mode, that's perfectly fine. And however you decide to treat yourself, um, you know. Self care week, self care day, whatever. That you do you get uh, manicures? Nope, you wouldn't get manicures either. So, I'm nah, no manicures. <laughs> no manicures. Okay, okay. So let's talk about your circle, the people that are around you the most. How is your support team? Like, what does your support team or circle mean to you? Man. So let me start with my guy, Mr. Foster, that's Shane Foster. Mm-hmm. And this is an interesting here's an interesting take that I hope people or whoever's listening will take from this. Mm-hmm. Shane is a winner on his own. Okay. Right? I always love to tell people in interviews, Shane would have been successful with or without me, and I would have mm-hmm. been successful with or without him. But my point is I always encourage people to try to find people that don't need you and that you don't need. But maybe together you guys can build upon it. We always say we're not 50-50 to equal 100. He's 100, I'm 100, we equal 200. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the thing because, like I say, like, 
when I met Shane, I was like, oh, yeah, this dude's a winner. Like, he's a killer. Like, he's he going to make it happen, like, no matter what. That's the mm-hmm. kind of people you want to be with. Instead of people, you know, you got to babysit or, you're you know, right. like, you're not complete yourself and you, you're leaning on them too much. Like, you kind of want to be able to stand on your own two feet. And, you know, the people you work with stand on their own two feet as well, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And then I got my guy, uh, Will Prayer. Will with the exclamation. That's his artist name. Yeah. I've known him half my life. Um, we've, uh, made a lot of music together, you know, that's my bro, uh, his family. Um, and then I have, uh, my, my female co-writing partner, Cecily Wagner. She's mm. in uh, LA that I work with often. I got Caleb, who I've been building with. We just dropped, um, While You're Still Living is a record that mm-hmm. we just dropped on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and I work with a lot of artists. There's too many people to name, so sorry if I forgot somebody, but those yeah. are the people I'm with and I talk to like the most. That's awesome. Yeah, Will actually is supposed to supposed to do an interview with him as well. I'm just waiting for um, him to get get it get it all booked in. Um, cool. But that's funny. So I'm gonna give you a different way to look at this 100 and 100 between you and Shane. So you say you bring 100, and Shane brings 100. So both as individuals bring 100. So that's 200, and then you come together as a team, and that's another 100. So it's actually 300. And I'm not even there. You go. That. But, yeah, that, that right there is the best combination because it's like regardless of if you are even at your top, you already know the other person is not going to give up because they're going to be doing the same exact thing. They're just self-motivated. And when you have people that you work with that self-motivated, imagine when you actually motivate them. Like Exactly. And, you know, the term iron sharpens iron. I think that's yeah. what it is. With me and Shane's relationship, because you know, like I say, Shane is gonna make it happen regardless, <laughs> you know. And I just, I thrive, I thrive when I'm in environments where people, because I'm competitive in a, yeah. in a in a sense, I'm competitive. It's like, all right, you did that, all right, well, watch this, let's go with a smile on my face. <laughs> Negative competitiveness, but like you know, like okay, you made this play today, well, I'm gonna make this play tomorrow, you know, like. Mm-hmm. You know, festive and competitive and, and fun in that way. So mm-hmm. I like people like that. I can be around. Yeah, that's dope. Okay. So I got a twist for you, right? I was just sitting here, and I was like, you know, I don't have no questions. I don't have any questions written down to ask you. Just a conversation. So if you were a quote on Instagram, because you know people love putting up motivational quotes. If David's Chris was a quote on Instagram, what would your quote read? I am the inevitable. Mm. because that's what my fortitude and my tenacity extends to. Like, if I care enough and it's within, you know, within reach, like, obviously I can't fly, but if it's within right. reach, it's going to happen. Mm. And I think that my life, I think that my life is that. You know, I was homeless before for four months. You know, I was in the military. Like, yeah. my journey, my path has been, you know, it's been years. I've been doing this for about eight years now. So right. I think, and it feels good to me, and I have a great sense of joy that, I did do what I set out to do. You know, I proved it to myself. I still got a few more goals, but for the most part, you know, I made good on the pact that I made God back when I was four years old and I decided I want to be in entertainment. So Mm -hmm. I think when I say that I, when I say that I'm the inevitable, I think my Mm -hmm. life is a demonstration of that. So yeah, yeah, that's my quote. I'm the inevitable. Yeah. I like that. That's dope. I'm the inevitable. I'm writing that down because I'm going to put that as a quote. I look, it, 
<laughs> on Instagram. So um, now we all have people that um, I say we we look up to, but at this point in life, when you're successful, when you're inspired, it's not even people that you look up to. Who are you inspired by? I mean, hell, Michael Jackson started it all for me. I was in the kitchen trying to moonwalk in my socks the first time I saw it. (laughs) Yeah, first time I saw the moonwalk, I tried to do it. But it was like, I was like lunacy, you know, like, Uh uh, what is it? Oh, insanity is when you like do the same thing and expect a different result. I literally was going insane trying to do it for hours and hours and hours on end until I got it as a little kid. But MJ for sure. And MJ is somebody who, I mean, you've heard the music, super passionate super emotional, super sensitive, and just very much in the music, you know, him and Quincy both. But, yeah, definitely MJ. And current day, people I like now are uh, Pharrell and Timberland are big inspirations. And uh, Pooh Bear, he's a songwriter Mm -hmm. that's written for Justin Bieber and Usher and uh, other people. And uh, Rico Love, those are, like, my main inspirations. And people, you know, people I like, people I, I don't want to say look up to, but look across at. Right, yeah. You know, I'll say that. That's my vibe. People that I look across at and I can salute. Yeah. There you go. I like that right there. That's a good way to put it. That's dope. Okay. Now, Davis Chris, if we were to get inside of your car and turn on your music player, what song might we hear playing right now? Uh, you might hear um you might hear best part. Her Daniel Caesar, you might hear Justin Bieber changes our journals album, or you might hear one of mine because I'm always like you know reviewing and critiquing and just making sure and checking mixes and checking vocals and mm-hmm. check because you know I produce I write I engineer so it's yeah. like my level of attention to records it got to be yeah. a lot because I'm checking so many different things so yeah. Have you have you ever made a change to a song and messed it up? Uh, no, because I'm very, like, my conviction is very strong. It's like, if that's the decision I'm making, Mm -hmm. that's the decision I'm making. So I don't believe I've ever, like, messed in it. And the thing I've learned about art, art is never complete. It's an ongoing thing. Art can always change. You know, the the Mona Lisa could have been different. It could have had a few more brush strokes of black in her sweater or whatever garment she was wearing up top. You know, so, and I, oh, one story. The song Happy from Pharrell. Um, Leslie, I think Brace White is how you say his last name. He mixed the record, right? And he went to see the movie Despicable Me, and he talks about, man, I should have turned up the clap. The clap is too low. That song is like 12 times platinum. It's like one of the most successful songs in the history of mankind. And even he said, man, I could have changed something. So that was a big lesson and a big moment for me of, yeah, man, like, you know, this is rock and roll. You know what I mean? Like, whatever it's going to be is what it's going to be, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's dope. Um, yeah, we we tend to even if we're our our strongest critic, um, sometimes the way that we look at things and the way that other people look at it are, are night and day. And you can, like you said, she could have had probably a couple of more strokes of black in her her top. Um, when people hear your music and they respond with positive, um, you know, actions, smiling, dancing, you know. That's almost like a reward to you. That's a that's like saying a job well done. Now, on the flip side, because we're not perfect, we make mistakes. When you do find something that you feel you can tweak a little bit more, um, 
it's a decision that you as as an engineer may have to make. Have you ever worked with someone else and you felt your decision is needed, but they were against it? Uh, yeah, all the times. And in some cases I've learned, as I've gotten older and I've, you know, matured and I stopped being a crybaby, I've learned to, uh, you know, just relin- relinquish that grip and that firmness on my choice. we got to do it my way because mm-hmm. a phrase that I love is the rule of nine. Five plus four is nine, just like six plus three, seven plus two, and eight plus one. It's more ways than one to get to, you know, to get to uh, solve a problem, you know. Right. So in that case, I'll just be like, all right, man, you know, if that's what you feel like doing, you know, rock and roll. Especially when I'm doing music for other artists because, you know, I write and produce for other people as well. But, um, yeah. So that's uh, it's a lesson I had to learn because I used to I used to be all like sensitive and get mad and feel you know all superior to people. But I've learned you know I humble myself. I've learned to just be like, man, it's supposed to be fun, you know. Right. Like, just any negative energy and back and forth, it's not fun. I started I started doing music when I moonwalked in the kitchen mm. in my socks. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when I get away from that. It's like, bro, like you, you, you're going off the path. It's supposed to be fun. Right. Relax, calm down. Make it fun. Keep it fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, those who are listening, because we actually have someone in the queue. I'm not sure if they're listening or if they actually want to say something. So, if you guys are listening and you want to give um, a shout out to uh, Davis or you have something to say to him, the phone number is five one five six zero two nine six four seven, and you'll press number one, and that'll let me know that you have something to say. Um, we do have, and thank you um, for providing this track, we do have your Just Say That track, and we'll play that as we're going off the air. It uh, does look like our caller has something to say, so let's see. Uh, caller, you're alive with Simply Bree and Davis Chris. Who is this, and you have a question or comment? This is Caleb Minter. Um, I just wanted to shout out my boy Davis for being so dope. He's a dope producer, <laughs> um, songwriter, what up, artist. Dude? What's up, man? I just want to tune in to both, you know, just um, support and um, holler, holler at both of y'all. <laughs> yeah, man, man, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, man. Definitely. Yeah. But that's, that's Caleb, I just wanted to say what's up. Thank you, Caleb. Caleb was actually, um, I think it was like a week or two ago, he was our exclusive interview as well. And he was the one that put me on to you. He's like, you have to reach out to him. Like okay, and then you know I absolutely. Reach out. I appreciate. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, I guess uh, maybe. And do I mean? Are am I allowed to ask questions or? Yeah, what part we of have like seven minutes left. Okay. Um, so yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, I guess I will ask maybe both of y'all if, if it can be short or you know however long. I guess mm-hmm. what do you? As both being that both of you are are artists and um, you know artists, what is your um, your biggest what is the biggest goal that you you would like to achieve as an artist? Like what do you yeah. Ooh, I'll take this one real quick. So my goal is immortality. If you think about Francis Scott Key, who wrote the Star Spangled Banner, September 11th in 1814. We are still singing that song, you know, here 200-plus years later. My goal here on Earth is to make something that will last 100 years beyond my death. Uh, You know what, uh, Davis? I know myself. I know who I am. You said, ooh, I go first. 
I know myself. I know who I am. I know I know myself. I've been I've been rock bottom. I've had to stare God in the face and beg, you know, to beg him to keep me alive. You know, I know myself. So, yeah. you know, my answers are very, you know, I've, I've thought I've thought, you know, about it long over, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, I am who I am. Okay. Um, for me, my goal, so my ultimate goal is to be able to use my platform and the shows that are on this platform to help build and repair and create healthier relationships between men and women so that we have a a decrease in divorces and we have an increase in, in happiness and um, not even just happiness with relationships, but happiness with yourself. And people are more comfortable being transparent and not caring what people think about how they are. You know, believe in yourself, be more confident in who you are. So that's my goal with this platform. And with that explains why I have so many shows on this network, because it's just not this show. We have six shows, and we have a seventh show starting in June. So I just want to use this where I know it's a form of entertainment, but you're learning at the same time. That's dope. That's dope. Okay. Yeah, both, I mean, very dope um, answers. I mean, I appreciate y'all answering those. But that's that's all. What about for you? Yeah, Kayla. For me? I mean, I would say the same thing, you know, as far as I, I, I want people as an artist, I want, I feel like my gift comes from my soul my my how i feel like i can translate a feeling i want people to feel again in music i want people and also i want the immortality for sure i want my my um art to live on forever um but yeah i want i want people to get back to feeling like you know and being able to like you said be transparent and and live their best life and i feel like you can only live your best life um being open and being humble and being love, you know? So, okay. yeah, same. Wow. Thank you, Kayla. Don't so, so round of applause. Thank you so much, Kayla Mentor, everyone. Thank you, Caleb, for calling. And um, really quickly, let people know, Caleb, how can they find you online and support you? You can um, support me and find me at Caleb Mentor Music. Dot com. My Instagram is Caleb Mentor Music. My Twitter is Caleb Mentor. Facebook Caleb Mentor. So yeah, Caleb Mentor. Caleb Mentor Music. Dot com. Thank you, Caleb. <laughs> All right. Thank you. So, um, Davis, you too. Go ahead and let everybody know before we jump into the last song. Let everybody know how can they reach out to you and find you online and support what you have going on. Uh, you can find me if you uh. Turn on the radio or turn on the TV. You might find me. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I am. Uh, my Instagram is I am Davis Chris. My business page is uh, DFD Music LLC. My website is DFDMusic.com. You can find me on those and on Facebook. I'm uh, DFD Music as well. You can find me there. But really, one day I want to just be like, yeah, turn the radio on, turn the TV on. You know, you know, go on Apple, go on Spotify. You might hear something I've touched. That's the real goal. Yes. Well, it was such a pleasure having you on tonight. We'll definitely need to have you back on later on um, to follow up and see how things are going and celebrate your success. So, Absolutely. Everyone, Thank you, and I appreciate you for having me. You are so welcome. Everyone, this is 
Studio Vibes. This is an exclusive interview with our artist, Davis Chris. He's more than an artist. He does everything. Um, find him online. You can also follow me on Instagram at underscore simply Bree underscore as well as the network. He said, what radio? Please take a listen to this song. Stay tuned and you guys have a good night.